Stickered Up, the official podcast of the Cars Tour is on the air. Presented by Solid Rock Carrier. The Cars Tour, the premier late model stock series. Short track racing at its very best. Stickered Up will feature A-list guests, the hottest topics, race previews, recaps, the good, the bad, and the ugly. If it happens on the Cars Tour, Stickered Up is chewing on it. Here's your host, Stephen Dunn. Happy race week, everyone. Stephen Dunn, Stickered Up Podcast, the official podcast of the Solid Rock Carriers Cars Tour. And we head to the mountains of Southwest Virginia this weekend, Motor Mile Speedway in Lawndale, Virginia, for the Long Run Transportation 225 presented by Food Country Stores. Activities begin with practice on Friday. Uh, trailer parking starts at 1 o'clock. Super late models will hit the track for their first practice at 3 o'clock, alternating practices with the late model stock cars until 7 o'clock. And then gates open again on Saturday morning at 1030. Practice for the late models and super late models start rotating at 145. Single car qualifying for the super late models starts at 6 o'clock. Late model stock cars at 630. Green flag will fall for the long run transportation 225 presented by Food Country USA. 125 laps for the late model stock cars, 100 lap for the super late models. And from the office in Morrisville, North Carolina, the Cars Tour, um, 23 late model stock cars have entered this weekend's event at Motor Mile Speedway. Mostly familiar names, Deke McCaskill, Brandon Pierce, Jonathan Finley, Kyle Dudley, who's a normal at Motor Mile, will be in his first Cars Tour event of 2021. Second place uh, in the point standings, Caden Honeycutt. Josh Berry is scheduled to be at Motor Mile again. Uh, he just announced that he is going to be running full-time Xfinity next year with Junior Motorsports. He's scheduled to be in the number eight car for Junior Motorsports. Rusty Skews, Timothy Peters, Jared Fryer, Joe Valento, Chase Purdy in his first Cars Tour event of 2021. Current points leader Bobby McCarty, Mike Darn driving the number 24 this weekend in place of Mason Diaz in the Touring 12. Justin Johnson, Jake Crum, his first Cars Tour race in 2021. He'll be driving a JJR car as well. Mini Tyrell, Mike Looney, Connor Jones, Jonathan Schaefer, Sam Yarbrough, Daniel Silvestri, Lane Riggs, and the PRW chassis number 81 is entered, but they do not have a driver. So to be determined on the super late model side, we've got... 12 late super late models probably the biggest name in this list grant enfinger the full-time truck series driver he is scheduled to be in the number 96 car along with giovanni boning matt craig your current points leader jeff batten cody connor jake garcia carson quapple nick neary jake keaton austin mcdaniel michael rich and justin Kreider. your 12 super late models had a couple of weeks off due to the tire shortage and the postponement of the Wake County race. So uh, we did a little something different uh, a couple weeks ago with our spotters edition. And what we're going to do this weekend or this week is we've actually got Tony Stevens with Pit Road TV. Tony's been at every cars race uh, this year. We're going to recap what's happened in the first eight events and what we can look forward to this weekend at Motor Mile as well as the end of the season. Caution flag is out. First time of the day. Brandon Willard's got that out. We'll come down pit road. We'll stick her up and we'll return to the green flag. We'll have Tony Stevens with Pit Road TV. You're listening to the Stickered Up Podcast. Stickered Up, official podcast of the Cars Tour. 
delivery by truck. Part of the lifeblood of our nation. Solid Rock Carriers, LaGrange, North Carolina, gets the job done. Specializing in general freight and refrigerated foods. And here's an opportunity for you. You can join the Solid Rock Carriers team. If you have a CDL license and would like to find out more, call 252-521-1757. 252-521-1757 for Solid Rock Carriers. Supporting short track racers and industry professionals. And the title sponsor of the Cars Tour. Get the picture with Pit Row TV, the official home of Cars Tour TV, where winners watch their favorite races. If you can't make it to the track, tune in and let Tony Stevens and Hannah Newhouse bring you all the action for the Cars Tour. Pit Row TV. Check them out online. PitRow.tv. That's PitRow.tv. Don't change that channel. BST, Bryant Shock Technology, providing proven race-winning shock technology. The only thing that will shock are the affordable prices. BST offers sales, service, and repair of racing shocks, plus suspension-related components for a wide range of race cars. With 20-plus years of NASCAR experience and a decade as a shock specialist, contact P.J. Bryant, 704-701-5585. That's 704-701-5585. Tell him you heard about BST on Stickered Up. Stickered Up. Needing new tires and trying to fit that in your budget doesn't have to be stressful. You just need to know where to go, and that's Thrifty Tire, your locally owned source for new and used tires. Two locations, Durham and Roxborough, and not just tires. Auto repair, wheels, brakes, alignment, and suspension. Online at thriftytireonline.com. The official car care service center, the official pit stop of the Stickered Up podcast. Race Cars, building championship race cars, provider of championship winning late model stock chassis. RS Services, providing chassis, body hanging, turnkey purchases, parts, and baseline setups. Contact RS today at 336 213 0736. That's 336 213 0736 to start building your next winning race car. That's RS Race Cars, 336 213 0736, South Boston, Virginia. The Rock is back! Saturday, November 6th at historic Rockingham Speedway as LeafCars.com presents Race the Rock 125 between the Cars Tour. Get your fast tickets now at RaceTheRock.com. That's RaceTheRock.com. This is Bobby McCarty, driver of the number 22 Solid Rock Carriers Toyota. You're listening to Stickered Up Podcast. Green flag back out, Stickered Up Podcast, the official podcast of the Solid Rock Carriers Cars Tour. In studio with us, the man behind Pit Row TV, the, I don't know if you're the official or the unofficial voice of the Cars Tour, Tony Stevens. Welcome to the Stickered Up Podcast. Well, the check jack sends me every week, says something for talking, so I guess that's official. Well, I mean, you're getting paid for it. That's that's a good thing. So yeah. um, then, then Jack wants like double that money back for something about fuel and hotel rooms. So Yeah. Well, I mean. He, he takes good care of us. Well, look, we're, we're super happy to have you in the studio. I, I know that you've put a lot of miles on that car today up at Motor Mile, uh, site of this weekend's uh, Cars Tour event. You're doing some prep work and then scooted the, the brisk, what, three and a half hours from Motor Mile to Apex? About three hours, roughly, yeah. Okay. So you were yeah. Cars Tour speed. No, I was pretty reasonable. I was pretty reasonable. Okay. I mean, you look at Google Maps, it was like three hours and 13 minutes or something. So that's going by the speed limit. It took me, I think, three hours and eight minutes or something. So okay. it wasn't bad. So you shaved a little bit off time. So that, yeah. that's good. Um, man, we've had, 
I think the last two seasons, um, especially, have been, in my opinion, the best short track racing that you can find in in the region. Um, you know, last year we had um, what was it, eleven winners in twelve races. Uh, Lane Riggs being the only multi-time winner. This year's a little bit different. Um, you know, Josh Berry's come in and and won the two biggest races as far as money and prestige with the Throwback 276 and the Old North State Nationals. Justin Johnson with two wins, but then it sprinkles down. One win here, one here and there. Um, in the first, we're we at seven, eight races in. We've yep. got five to go. What's been the biggest surprise for you in the Cars Tour here so far in 2021? I think that, and that's a hard question because it depends on how you look at it. I think one of the biggest surprises unfortunately it might not be positive but i think the biggest surprise is the super late models when we get a quality of supers i think nobody expected and it's not just the cars to where it's super late model racing as a whole um i don't think anybody expected super late model racing as a whole to go down the rabbit hole that it has gone down yeah um and, and it, it's you know the guys that that do them they they run very well they have we have great shows but unfortunately, look at people and go, people will say, well, you've only got X cars. Well, you only need two cars for a good race. One of the best races I ever saw was at Shenandoah Speedway, and there were three cars on the racetrack yeah. for 150 laps, and it was a fantastic race. Um, so some people, I think, will get sidetracked by that, but that's still a surprise, and I think it's indicative to the health of the sport as a whole and things that, that we as a sanction and we as racers and fans and everybody else can do to help with that. But I think that's one of the biggest surprises as yeah. a whole. Um, I don't want to say it's a surprise because we were going this direction, but I think the other one is simply that the competition was able to get that much higher. Like you're talking about last year, we had 11 winners and 12 races. And we, if you count this year, we had 12 and 13 to start the year Yeah, and things were just bonkers and they still are. I mean, we've got what, six winners and eight races. That's, that's still pretty doggone good. And two rookies. Two rookies. Exactly. So the competition level continues to step up. And I think... Every year you turn around, you go, it can't get any better. We've said that for the last year and a half. It can't get any better next week. Turn around 168 hours later or whatever it is for a week or two weeks. Yeah. Boom. Here's another one just as good or better. And I think that to me is the biggest surprise because it's it's so unnatural to continue something so good for so long and see it continue to get better. It In physics and in nature, it just doesn't happen, but... We've seen it happen, and it's, it's great. I think it's fantastic. What do you think? And, and like I said, I mean, I I was thinking about this earlier, and not not to disrespect NASCAR, uh, because I think that NASCAR does a really good job in their short track programs at different at certain racetracks. Um, you couldn't ask for a better show at South Boston for the 4th of July race, and the race at Langley, the Hampton Heat, very well done. You know, and but those are two premier events. But At premier facilities. But I also go back to the fact, look who won those two races. Bobby McCarty and Josh Berry, who compete regularly on the Cars Tour. Yeah. Um, you see this all – I mean, you're in the middle of this all the time with what you do. Um, do you th- – I mean, what do you think as far as Martinsville coming up? How many cars guys are going to go? Is the cars guy going to win at Martin? I mean, you know that that's where I that's where I use as a measuring stick when the cars tour guys go to play in NASCAR's playground and vice versa. You know, because we look yeah. at Lee Pulliam, Lee was 
great in NASCAR. And look, Lee almost won a championship in Cars Tour, but it was a lot harder for him to win in that one full year that he ran as opposed to going to all these racetracks and winning week after week after week after week. I agree. And that's one thing I think a lot of people felt not to use Lee as the example, but he's going to be the example that, okay, you can go do this at South Boston, or you can go do it at uh, you know Motor Mile or wherever you happen to run, and that's all fine and great, and you had two or three guys you had the race, and that's that's wonderful, but come race against the big boys. And I think a lot of people felt that way, and Lee stepped up to his credit and said, all right, we're going to do it. And he came in, and he proved he's just as good as what everybody said he was. Now, did he have some competition? Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, yeah. and, and but I think it says a lot that he's bringing all of his drivers and his kids that he works with to the tour to say, yeah, we're not going to do that game over there anymore because if you want to be a real racer and race against the best, this is where you need to do it. And I think that says a lot for him to have been in both of those situations that he brings them to the tour in the case of a Brandon Pierce and a Jonathan Schaefer and even some of the other folks he's had to say, this is where you need to be if you want to become a good racer. And he's able to show them that and, and take them to good finishes and contending for wins. And I think that says a lot when they then can move up. To go back to your point in Martinsville, I mean, the last how many years it's been cars tour guys up front for the yeah. most part, right? Yeah. Uh, and if it's not, if it's a non-cars tour guy, that guy usually can come run a tour race and run pretty good. Yeah. Um, you you get the best of the best at that particular event, and cream's going to rise to the top no matter what. Now, Josh kicked their butts two years ago. Yeah. I mean, it was it was a terrible butt whooping if you were second on back. Yeah. Um, but that just got, and everybody screams you know they've got dale jr's money or whatever and and sure they don't hurt for resources but if you go to their shop it's not a lot different than anybody else's shop they don't have multi-million dollar pull downs sitting in the deal i mean they do the same thing that a normal saturday night racer does they just happen to have a car owner that says do we really need it yeah fine i'll write to the check for whatever but let's be frugal with it and they are and i think that says a lot that's a group of racers they're still able to do that and pay attention to detail but every one of these guys, when you come to a car store race, when I talk to them, it's those little details, especially the new kids that come in yeah. say, yeah, we were good here, but man, I put a, whatever, you know, I put this bump stop in or this spring and we got to figure out a way to split the difference. Never had to do that before. Like we're talking minute adjustments and we can find a half a 10th to be 10 spots better. Yeah. And that level of competition, I think it's, it's, you hear the, the thing everywhere. It makes it that much or it makes you that much better when you have to sit there and fine-tune your program because you're competing against people that are at the same level or better than you if you want to find a way to beat them. Tony Stevens from Pit Road TV and Studio, our guest today on the Stickered Up podcast. And and like you said, you look at qualifying. I guarantee you, if you look at qualifying Saturday night, I guarantee you the top ten are separated probably within a tenth, tenth and a half. And I mean, that just tells you the level of competition in, in this sport. Everybody says it's a it's a game. It's a game of seconds. It's a it's tenths of seconds at this point. And, you know, I, I've I've gone to South Boston a handful of times, NASCAR events, and great competition. But you got two or three guys, you know, top two or three, they're within a tenth, and then everybody else falls off two, three, four, five tenths. Cars tour, I mean, I think it wasn't in Orange County, the top 16 were within a tenth and a half of one It another? was some stupid measurement like that to where you look at that and go, you can't believe what you're looking at. Yeah. And – even so, throughout the whole field, I think the entire field was separated by about two to three tenths with maybe a couple of exceptions. I mean, it was blink, slip, miss it, and you go from front row to back row. I mean, it yeah. was that close. And and I think most folks don't understand that until they're in the middle of it as far as competitors go. 
And I think they can appreciate it when they get there. But even as fans, we look at that and go, oh, it's a, it's a great race. It's this, it's that, and the other. But those guys are able to keep that pace up the whole race. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I've talked to like Caden Honeycutt, for instance. He's used to going racing these places where you can lollygag around for 150 or in a 150 lap race, you can lollygag around for 75 to 100 laps. Okay, time to actually go now and you can go. He told me, I think it was at Caraway before he had his uh, his big lesson he learned that night. He said, from the boss man. <laughs> from the boss man, yeah. Um, he said, I, the intensity of these races is just, it's insane. I've never been anywhere that you have to be on the wheel at 100%, 100% of the time. You cannot rest or they will take advantage of it. And everybody I've ever talked to in the last you know four or five years, that's what they've said. They've said, it's you cannot relax. You know, you've got to be 100% on your game the whole race. There's no gimmies in this deal. And if you try yeah. to have a gimme, somebody's going to take it from you. And yeah. I think that's what makes it just so so great that it, it the racing is there, the competition's there, and it's why those guys can go anywhere and do almost anything. Yeah, and and I wanted to, you know, the super late model, again, you led up to it earlier uh, in your first comment that – um, not as big of a points bet. Obviously, you've got Carson Quapel and, and Matt Craig, both of them within 10 points of one another, and both of them will be in action um, this weekend. So that's really a two-man race. But, man, this late-model stock car race, Bobby McCarty, two-time champion, he's leading only a three-point lead over rookie Caden Honeycutt. He's got a win at Langley Speedway. Defending champion Jared Fryer, he's in third, six points behind. Justin Johnson, 10. Deke McCaskill, 19. Five guys within 20 points of the lead with five races to go. I mean, I see this going to South Boston with no less than three and potentially all five of these guys with a chance to win the championship. 100%. I mean, I don't count any of those cats out. And if you, if you get really, really lucky, Sam Yarbrough could be in the middle of that too. Yeah, I mean, he's only sure. 23 points out, and they've been starting to turn the corner. They ran, what, third, I believe it was, at Hickory? Yeah silently quietly just sat there all night collected their points ran third boom here they are and going to a racetrack at florence that he's really really good at here in about a month and a half he's very very good at absolutely and and the thing that you know i look at this and you say oh it's three points and it's six points and yeah that's close but the thing i think that makes our point chase so unique is the bonus points because think back last well the last what two championships if memory serves me right one point Right. It came down to one point or in some cases less, which yeah. is hard to believe, right? Because last year it was one spot on the racetrack after the bonus points. And the bonus points for most poles, most wins. Doesn't sound like a lot to get three bonus points, but three bonus points for Caden Honeycutt right now is tied for the lead. Yeah. You know, and and then it goes to second places because they both got a pole and they both got a win. They've got the same amount of top five, same amount of top tens. Yeah. Like it's it's that's insane when you think about it. And a lot of racers don't think about it until they get to the end of the season. They go, oh, well, that's and that's why guys try so hard for so long. We've seen those three points at the end of the year matter. Last year, all it took was one spot. That was the difference between Lane Riggs. He could have passed Corey Heim on a championship, or Jared Fryer could have lost a spot and lost a championship. Yeah. I mean, it was that tight the whole race, but we didn't know that until halfway through the race. Right. You know, because we had to figure out who was going to lead the most lap, who was going to have the pole, who's going to have a shot to win, whether that was in play or not. And then you go back to South Boston two years ago, Josh and Bobby McCarty were in the same boat. Yeah. I mean, and we thought it was over. Bobby had a flat tire, if memory serves me, and thought this thing's done. Well, what happened? Well, if you remember, Bobby got caught up in the wreck at Carteret, and then Josh got caught up in the wreck on lap two at, at Orange County and allowed yep. Bobby to, to close the gap. And, 
Well, and I remember Bobby, I'll never forget it. We all went out to one of the places after the race. And I say all, there were a handful of racers there. And Bobby was beside himself. Like he's like, it's, it's over, man. It's over. It's done. I can't, I just can't, I can't make this up. Like this, this, this is, ter-, you know, and he was going on and on. And yeah. he, he had a few convincing beverages in him to get him out down that direction, of course. <laughs> not Bobby McCarty. Never, never. <laughs> but that's, that was his mindset. Like, man, he was, I mean, I kid you not. I've never seen the guy in such a, not depressed state, but basically that. Yeah. And turn around a few weeks later, boom, one misfortune on the part of your competition, you're right back in it. Yeah. And it came down to, you know, him driving through the field. That's actually, I think the flat tire was two years prior. It was. Yeah. That so was, he, yeah. he had a terrible qualifying run, yep. drove his way through the field and then had to race. I think it was Corey Heim that he beat by half a car length and that half a car length got yep. him a championship. If it was the other way around, Josh had the tiebreaker. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's been a, it's been a really, really exciting season and, and we've been able to recap every race on the podcast here. But the, I think the one thing that Maybe a little bit surprised to me. Mentioned earlier, two rookies have 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 gotten their first wins. We've got three first time winners, not mistaken. Justin Johnson being a first time winner, Caden Honeycutt, um, and then obviously Daniel Silvestri. Which of those two rookie wins is a little more surprising to you? That's a tough one. I think I think they're both surprising in their own right, and I can't pick one over the other because. Everybody looks at Sylvester and goes, okay, it was his home racetrack. He knows the pl-. Sure, but back to what we talked about 10 minutes ago, the level of competition, not even close. And a completely different tire compound. Completely different tire compound. I mean, you had to race Mike Looney for the win. Hello. Yeah. I mean, that's not like just your average whoever, wherever you're going to race. So Sylvester had to hit his marks and do everything perfect that, that weekend, and he did. Mm-hmm. And home track or not, that's an advantage, sure, but that's no different than us going to Hickory and Josh Berry's got an advantage. He's still beatable. Yeah. Right, you still got to be able to beat these guys, and Silvestri did that. And I think because they had run, they had run terrible all year, but they didn't run race winning great. They yeah. ran fifth, they ran sixth, they ran tenth. They were good, but they weren't great. And instead of seeing that solid progression from sixth to fifth to third to first, you saw them go. For, I forget where they finished the week before. You know, eighth or tenth or, or whatever happened. Boom, win. Yeah. And I think that was a big surprise, great surprise, pleasant surprise, but a surprise nonetheless. And then when you go to Caden's win, I think the biggest surprise with him is he's been competitive all year, coming from a totally different background, and has just jumped in, and now he's right in the thick of the championship fight with something that, as he said, he's not used to doing in the sense that he's on the wheel for 150 or 125 or whatever the race distance is, the entire length of the deal, he's having to wheel it, and that's something completely foreign to him. I always remind people how hard it is to win late model stock car races. I don't care if it's a Saturday night show at Hickory or South Boston or Motor Mile, Cars Tour Race. But is it surprising that Mike Looney hasn't won a Cars Tour Race in 2021? Well, let's back up and say it's hard to win any race, period, anywhere True. at all. I don't care what you're racing. True. It's hard to win, Yeah, which makes it when you do get somewhere even where there's more people capable of winning, that much harder to win. And I think it is a little bit of a surprise that Mike has not won a race. Um, I think it's not, not all of it's his fault. I mean, they've had mechanical failures at Orange County and Caraway and some other things they've had to, to regroup. But I think the biggest surprise came at Hickory to where he drove through the field. And you could argue his tires were burned up. And Bobby was closing in on him with, what, 30 to go. And there's plenty of time left. Yeah, We're never going to know how that would have turned out. But he was in a position to have won that race. Yeah, And for that to be the well, and, and Dominion, for those to be his two best shots to win a race, 
And we haven't talked a lot about Mike Looney other than that. Yeah. I mean, I think that that goes to show you again just how hard it is to win these deals and to be competitive. They're off a wee little bit, just a slight nudge, and they're 10th. He has to be the favorite going into Motor Mile this weekend, though, right? I would think he's certainly one of the favorites. I mean, he's got so many laps around that track. There's no doubt he is a favorite going into Motor Mile. But I also look at some of these other guys. Josh Berry's one there. Bobby McCarty's one there. Kyle Dudley might play spoiler. I mean, there's a lot of guys that can still beat Mike Looney. And if you go to Motor Mile on a weekly basis, how many guys do you say, that guy, if everything goes right, could beat Mike Looney? likely not as many as you're going to have this weekend yeah for sure well we're gonna take a caution flag come down pit road sticker up and return segment two with tony stevens with pit road tv you're listening to stickered up podcast stickered up official podcast to the cars tour race cars building championship race cars provider of championship winning late model stock chassis rns services providing chassis body hanging turnkey purchases parts and baseline setups contact rns today at 336-213-0736 that's 336-213-0736 to start building your next winning race car that's rns race cars 336-213-0736 south boston virginia Needing new tires and trying to fit that in your budget doesn't have to be stressful. You just need to know where to go, and that's Thrifty Tire, your locally owned source for new and used tires. Two locations, Durham and Roxboro, and not just tires. Auto repair, wheels, brakes, alignment, and suspension. Online at thriftytireonline.com. The official car care service center, the official pit stop of the Stickered Up podcast. BST, Bryant Shock Technology, providing proven race-winning shock technology. The only thing that will shock are the affordable prices. BST offers sales, service, and repair of racing shocks, plus suspension-related components for a wide range of race cars. With 20-plus years of NASCAR experience and a decade as a shock specialist, contact PJ Bryant, 704-701-5585. That's 704-701-5585. Tell him you heard about BST on Stickered Up. Stickered Up. Delivery by truck, part of the lifeblood of our nation. Solid Rock Carriers, LaGrange, North Carolina, gets the job done. Specializing in general freight and refrigerated foods. And here's an opportunity for you. You can join the Solid Rock Carriers team. If you have a CDL license and would like to find out more, call 252-521-1757. 252-521-1757 for Solid Rock Carriers. Supporting short track racers and industry professionals. And the title sponsor of the Cars Tour. Get the picture with Pit Row TV, the official home of Cars Tour TV, where winners watch their favorite races. If you can't make it to the track, tune in and let Tony Stevens and Hannah Newhouse bring you all the action for the Cars Tour. Pit Row TV. Check them out online. PitRow.tv. That's PitRow.tv. Don't change that channel. This is Jonathan Finley, driving the number four Solid Rock Carriers Ford. You're listening in on Stickered Up Podcast with Stephen Dunn. Green flag back in the air, Stickered Up Podcast, the official podcast with Solid Rock Carriers Cars Tour. Tony Steven, Pit Road TV, in studio with us. And, Tony, we left off talking about um, Mike Looney, Motor Mile, um, obviously a a racetrack that he's really good at. Um, and, and 
don't anticipate not having a good show this weekend coming up. But I wanted to dive in a little bit too and talk about, you know, we've got some some unique racetracks, some tracks that were new last year in Florence. Um, we go back to Tri-County in a couple of weeks. Uh, Wake County, America's favorite bull ring. Um, and then uh, we, we wrap up the season at South Boston, which has been a fixture for the last couple of years. Um, obviously, last year a little bit different with COVID-19, but we'll crown our champion at South Boston um, in October. Um, you know, we talked about the points. We talked about maybe a Sam Yarbrough maybe being able to sneak up. With this week included, what do you see the last five races for the late model stock cars as far as what's the wild card, who's who's who could potentially be a spoiler, things of that nature. I mean, you've you've watched the tour all year. You've been in the grind. You've been in the trenches with these guys every week. What's a particular? What's a possible storyline for the last month and a half of the season? Somebody we never expected comes in and plays spoiler. I mean, there. I don't know if anybody's close enough that five or six guys are all going to have bad enough days to where you're going to catch them all. But I mean, I. Who knows? I mean, the only one that can really play spoiler in that group is probably Mini. I mean, he's he's forty points back, but that's only eight points a race, and that's yeah. that's forty back from from Bobby McCarty. He's seventeen back from you know Sam Yarbrough and, and what. So it's very very doable. I mean, they're they're gonna have to really get their program rolling. But I think Hickory was a good weekend for them, and they got their week. program rolling. Right. Um. So they could play spoiler, but really anybody could. I think. The guy that, that you kind of expect to play a spoiler who's not is probably Elaine Riggs. He's 10th. He's 48 points back. But, well, yeah, Minnie's, what, 7th? And Lane's 48. I mean, they're 8 points apart. Mm-hmm. It's not unheard of. I mean, he's going to need some help. They're, they're all going to need some help down there. But it's not impossible by any means. So and I don't think that any of the guys in the top 5 or 6 are really a surprise to play spoiler. Yeah. I mean, I think the, the best thing you can have happen or the thing you can most expect to have happen one of them is going to go on a rampage. That's probably the thing that's going to happen. Now, who that's going to be, I don't know. I mean, Deke McCaskill's motivated. He's He's been there. He knows what it takes. Bobby knows what it takes. But you could just as easily have Caden Honeycutt, Justin Johnson, hit the button and go. I mean, they've been there. All those guys have been there for every race so far this year. Change a restart. Pick which lane you're in differently. You've got a whole different race. Yeah. And – you get down to this point in the year, we've seen it before, the bumper is not out of play. Do you think it's a fair statement? I mean, I say this, and then I look right bo- right, right below him in fifth. Maybe if the Cars Tour had a comeback driver of the year. I mean, Justin Johnson, Deke McCaskill, both of those guys mm-hmm. are very deserving of that. And honestly, we could sit here and say that Deke could very easily have two wins if he had used that bumper at Orange yep. County and at Caraway. Um <clears throat> But how surprising is it to you, especially winning the first race of the season at, at, at Dillon? Um, you know, Justin uh, got back into full, you know, stock car racing after taking a couple of years off, teamed up with Jason Stanley. They come out of the gate and and win the first cars to a race, and, and it's on. Mm-hmm. Um, is that surprising to you, considering, I mean, you know, he ran full-time last year, had some bad luck. He did start to turn around a little bit there towards the end, but is, is that a surprise to you? Yes and no. I think if it's just Justin Johnson, not a huge surprise because he's been there. He's done that. He's been successful. He knows what it takes. And and when you have your focus in three different places, it's very easy to let it slip somewhere and you go run 10th every week instead of winning races, right? 
But to come back and to have not just one car, not even two cars, but we'll call it two and a half cars. Yeah. And they're all good. I mean, that that's a rededication, a refocus that I don't see him losing anytime soon. Yeah. You don't just come in and field three cars and go, yeah, I got three cars. Okay, we'll be fine. No, like you've got to really focus on it. And I think that is surprising in that sense that I at least expected him to take a few races to get get the bugs worked out. Took him 149 laps, apparently, and that's all they needed. Right. Uh, you know, so I think that was pretty impressive for sure. I think the one thing, too, that I look at from 2020 to 2021 is Marcus Richmond, RNS race cars, uh, him and Steve Stylins buying A&E, doing their own thing. Year one, um, got a win with Jared Fryer um, at uh, Franklin County a year ago because that popped up on my Facebook feed the Funny, last couple too. days. But, um, <laughs> It's funny we're talking about the same guys this weekend. It's wild yeah. how that works. But but isn't it? But what about the the just the the not even say resurgence, but like just the the march to the top that RNS has got. I mean, you look and you've got Caden Honeycutt, Jared Fryer, Justin Johnson, Deke McCaskill. You've got two, three, four, and five in points, all in RNS cars. Mm-hmm. Um, Obviously, this kind of came into light a couple of weeks ago when other chassis builders wanted to, you know, determine what different methods of measuring and how that all works out. Man, I, I call it chassis wars, and that's essentially what it's turned into. Um, give me your insight on, on kind of your thoughts behind that, because I can tell you, at least at South Boston, the last two races where they've done some pretty extreme measuring. Hedgecock, Reynolds, RNS cars, everything's fit. So, I mean, I guess, I guess, what's your take on that and, and kind of the stirring of the pot, so to speak? So, some folks may or may not know this, but when I soon after I first moved down here, it's probably been 15 years ago now, I worked for a chassis company. Uh, Robert Hamke was my boss for about a okay. year. So, I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. I was his, his parts guy, his office guy, all their stuff. Learned a ton of stuff, met a lot of great people, and, and that's kind of launched things out. So, it's no different than what it was then. It's no different than what it was 45 years ago is the way I look at it. Chassis X is popular today. Yeah. Everybody's going to buy Chassis X. And what happened? I don't know this, but this is what I think happens. Chassis X gets a little bit lazy because, well, we've sold all these cars. We've got all these customers, and that's great for business, right? And you think, all right, we're doing stuff right because you keep winning races. Well, when you have the most cars in the racetrack, the odds are in your favor. Okay. Chassis manufacturer Y comes along. We're going to do something different. I don't like what chassis manufacturer X is doing. And it's funny because some of these same ideas just keep recirculating over, over time, yeah. right? But chassis Y comes in. Oh, they won some races. Wow. Somebody buys one. Well, that guy's winning races with it. Oh, so more people buy. And all of a sudden, chassis X has got less market share than chassis Y, and chassis Y is winning all the races. Yeah. Now, did they do something different? Obviously, yeah. right? Maybe they got in the hands of the right people that can make anything go fast. But at the end of the day, Chassis X, Chassis Y, and then there'll be a Chassis Z next week that's doing the same thing that Chassis X was 10 years ago because it's still a good basic fundamental and it works. They're going to come in and sell some chassis. And it's the same thing that happens no matter what. And everybody's got their hot ticket at any given point in time. And that's not just chassis manufacturers. It's parts guys. Somebody's got the hot new ticket. I'll never forget. I had a guy I worked with on a late model a few years ago and his dad worked on a lot of the old Yinko um, Corvairs and things like that in road racing. He was kind of their chief mechanic. And I was, he's like, 
I don't know about all this other stuff. You know, these guys are putting whatever they were, you know, 10 inch spindles on a car. We tried 12. We tried that back in the day. It was junk. Well, they're working now. Well, it's whatever. And it's all about combinations, right? Yeah. So you might try that 10 inch spindle. You might try the six inch brake rotor or whatever matters, right? You might not get it to work today, but in 10 years, you try something different. And all of a sudden, everybody notices that's what's different. We all got to do the same thing. Yeah. So they forget what they were working on. It wasn't bad, but it's the hot new shiny item. And nothing against Marcus or Steve or any of them. They've done their homework to do what they think they need to do to make the cars fast. The results prove it. But guess who's working on the race cars now? Oh, yeah. Hedgecock, Performance Center. Everybody else is yeah. going, What are the, we got to make our cars better. Yeah. It's the nature of competition. They're going to make their cars better. They have been making their cars better. Yeah. And eventually, RNS is going to fall from the mountain. Somebody else is going to climb on top. When that is, don't know. Yeah. But it's just the way it works. Yeah. Another important factor to for race car drivers to get these things around racetracks are, as you said, tires. They're black. They're full of air. And you bolt four of them on. They're supposed to be round, too. Supposed to be round. Um, but this weekend, a little bit different. Um, a little bit different tire um, will be introduced this weekend for the Cars Tour. Still a Hoosier. I um, believe it's an F55 as opposed to the 45s that they've been running. Um and I know that you're not a you're not a crew chief, you're not a driver, but I was a tire guy once. But it's going to be. <laughs> but how much do you think these guys are going to have to change as far as setup to adapt to a slightly different tire? Now, granted, yeah. you, like you said, in in the break, everybody's in the same ballpark because they're all having to run the same tire. But and I guess the silver lining this is they're going to be able to buy four to practice on as well. So it's not like you're going to bolt on 45s and practice all weekend and then bolt on these 55s and go try to qualify. So that is the silver lining. But what kind of tweaks, what kind of things can these guys be working on leading up to practice on Friday? No idea. I talked to a couple of tire guys. That that's what they do now on these cars. And and they're not 100% sure what to do. They've worked with the tire before. And I said, well, what's this tire going to do? What's it, What are you going to expect? And they said the construction is a little bit different. It was either a little bit wider or a little bit narrower or whatever it was. Not a huge deal. And the sidewall, uh, if memory serves me, they said it was actually even stiffer. And I, I could be wrong, but I know they said there was a construction difference. But they said the rubber compound is not much different from the F45. And they said it's it's actually a really good tire. Just nobody's ever used them. To which I said, well, why not? And I was like, well, just nobody has. Everybody wanted to go with this one. That's what they went with. So I said, well, what, what do you expect? And they said, well, you can punish this tire more than you can the F45 and it still be there. So this is probably maybe a step up from an F50 because an F50, they say the F50, you can run and run and run and run and run on them. They don't give up as much as the 45. So maybe. Yeah. maybe. So, you know, you may see a totally different race and I think it's good. I mean, as a race fan, I want to see guys. I mean, Hoosier does a great job with their F45. It's a great tire for what we do, but at the end of the day, you've got to conserve them. If yeah. you want to have some at the end, you have to conserve them. And I want to see guys going out there full bore. I don't want to see, you know, God bless Josh Barry. I don't want to see Josh Barry running around fifth at Hickory for 100 laps and saying, all right, it's time to go, motoring his way to the front, yeah. right? I want to see everybody having to go full bore the whole race because back to there's not going to be that extra strategy. I want you to see you out front. If you got the fastest car, make it the fastest car. Slip, have the setup go, whatever the case is. But from what those guys have told me, this should actually be a better racing tire for that in that you can – charge it harder for longer and it doesn't go away as much 
And I think that's great. And who knows? Maybe we'll go to this tire in 2022 because all yeah. of a sudden the racing was great. We don't know. Yeah. Um, I know competitors have their notes where they've got, well, we've got this tire. We want all of our notes are around this tire. Well, guess what? You're not alone. And everybody forgets that. Yeah. They, I, I'm, I, I've dealt with enough of them I've, across the country where they're like, well, this isn't the same. I get it. But guess what? All of you in there have the same shot, the same four tires. Yeah. They're the same compound. They're the same whatever. You make it work. That's what you do. Yeah. We're not going to fix it. We're not going to pull tires out of our rear ends and just say, here you go. Here's the magic. Yeah. Right. You've got the same shot, the same four tires or, or whatever magic combination you need. This is why you guys get paid the big bucks, so to speak. Figure it out. Yeah. And nobody's at a disadvantage. Nobody's at an advantage. You've all got to figure out what you can learn. Call your people, do whatever. These teams have known about this tire if they read, which if they're like most people in the world, they don't read until the day of the race and they go, what happened? But it was sent out to the competitors. You're going to have F55s for late mile stock guys. And I believe the super guys are going to have F55s on the right and F45s on the left. Okay. Okay. You've known this. You've had three yeah. weeks to figure it out. Talk right. to people. Figure out what you need to do. Yeah. That's all you got to Two races coming up that, that I wanted to talk to you about that are very intriguing to me. Um, one, on the shortest track we go to all year, which is a points race. And then one that will be the largest racetrack we go to that's a non-points race, but pays $10,000 to win. Mm-hmm. Uh, Charlie Hansen has his hands in both of those. Uh, he, he manages uh, Wake County Speedway and is, has been integral part of the Rockingham race and, and moving that to November the 6th. Both of those races intrigue me. I don't know why. I mean, I thought that when we went, went to Wake County for the first time a couple years ago, I'm like, we are going to tear so much shit up and people are going to never want to come back and honestly you know sam mayer won that race who's also going to run full-time for junior next year in the xfinity so again another proving ground to you know the cars tour is where it's at but that was one of the best races we've probably seen in the cars you know six plus years absolutely it was a really good race and to back up and put the pull pull two points together to finish up the tire thing with all the tire, we're trying to figure out how we can make these races happen. Yeah. I would much rather be listening to guys cry about their tires not being right or it's not the same compound. But guess what we get to do next week or this weekend or That's the weekend right. after that? We still actually get to go to the racetrack. That's right. So we get to actually know we're probably going to go to Wake County and know we're probably going to go to Rockingham and all these other places, right? Yeah. We don't have to worry about, okay, we're only going to have 20 tires for 60 competitors. How's this going to work out? Jack has been tireless and trying to make that i called the office today and i hear jack in the background talking about tires or somebody and how to get some right yeah like he is burning the phone up trying to make sure guys have tires and i don't think anybody realizes how many extents and what he goes to to make that happen so because of that we're, we anticipate then going to wake almost right before we go to rockingham we're separated by one race at south boston right yeah and wake i think when it comes to the events is probably going to be the wild card for sure. Because it's not very wide. You can pass there. We've seen it. But it's hard to pass there because you've yeah. got, what, three car wits to work it's, with? It's, it's, it's literally a bull ring. Yes. Um, not impossible. I mean, a couple yeah. years ago when Sam won that race, Josh Berry started last after breaking a motor in practice. Yep. Drove up to, I think, second or third before oh. I think the rear end broke or something right. weird happened, right? Yeah. So you can pass. Yeah. It's not impossible, but you got to have your stuff dialed in. Right. Uh, and you got to be patient. And... We used to, I remember we went to Kill Care, the Hooters Cup car team I was working with, before they paved Kill Care. We're like, oh, this is going to be a nightmare. Same thing. It's going to be terrible. We're going to be wrecking. We had two cautions that race. That was yeah. it. And there was such a thing as going too slow to crash. 
Wake County is awesome because in a way, yeah, it's a racetrack. And the idea behind a racetrack is to go fast, but it's so small, you're going too slow to crash. Yeah. You've got control of the car, right? So the guy runs into you. By the time you scrub enough speed sideways, you're slow enough, you can save it. Yeah. You know, so sure, we're going to tear some fenders up and some bumper covers, but I don't see we're going to tear anything major up. We didn't last time. Right. I think we had one car that really hit the fence hard and that was it. And you have that any race you go to. Sure. So that's going to be fun. I'm going to look forward to that. Because that one, I think, if there's somebody you want to pay back, you don't do it at Sobo. I don't think you do it. At, well, I know you don't do it at Florence. You can send them in the sticks, but it's not going to do anything. They're not going to, yeah. you know, do whatever. I think wakes the place that if there is anybody that has something else saying to pay back in the bank, that's probably going to be where it's delivered. And then you've got Rockingham, which is just going to be, I mean, essentially it's like Daytona or Talladega for these guys. It is. I remember we went there with UARA. It's been 10 years ago now. You go through the tech line and it looked like you were at Daytona. Yeah. Guys doing stuff with rear windows, guys doing stuff with body fasteners and body braces and grill screens and everything else. And I'm like, what are you guys doing? Like, we had to rewrite half the rule book that weekend because of what guys were trying to do. Right. Um, but on top of that, you know, guys were also break. Matt McCall broke a shock mount. You know, Cup Series crew chief Matt McCall put it on the pole, broke a shock mount, had to start in the tail, never really got back to the front. Yeah. Right. He, he ran okay, but never got back to the front. Um, so that race is going to be very different, but I think it's going to be same thing. Everybody goes to Rockingham right now and they're thinking kind of like Wake. Oh, if they, they're going to tear a bunch of stuff up, it's going to be terrible. Right. We have what, half a dozen, eight UARA races there, something like that. The wildest one was the first one because yeah. nobody knew what to expect. And you're right. It was like Daytona. They're, yeah. they're popping holes in the air, slingshot. It was, it was amazing. We didn't tear a whole lot of stuff up. Some guys spun, some guys may hit, but nobody really junked their stuff. Yeah. I can think of two people that junked their stuff at Rocky, maybe three. One of them had a hub break. One of them, the driver's experience level probably wasn't where it should have been. And some of the equipment may not have been up to snuff. The third one, same thing. The equipment was just way out of date and something was bound to break. And that's ultimately what happened. Otherwise, guys are almost too scared to do anything there, right? You're going yeah. so fast. But the racing's been phenomenal. And I think that that's what everybody can expect because you're going to have guys pretty much flat out at terminal velocity trying to figure this stuff out over the course of 100 laps. And it's a, what is it, an eight-tire race, I think it is? Yeah, I think so. Um, so you've got extra tires in the pits to do whatever you want to do with. Pit strategies could come into play. Uh, it's going to be fantastic. And yeah, it's going to be like a Daytona or a Talladega, most likely, because you're at terminal velocity with these cars at a high-banked racetrack with a lot of room to spread out. We've got a tire we can race on. It's going to give up enough that you can slow down and not worry about blistering the heck out of them or anything yeah. like that. So the tire is going to last. You got to get the setup dialed in, but how much is air going to play, right? Can you hold a guy off by where you put your race car? Yeah. Most likely, yes, but can you still get by the guy? Yeah. Like, there's so many question marks, but it's going to be fantastic. Yeah, and, and definitely um, we'll be all eyes on Rockingham Speedway in November uh, to wrap up the 2021 Cars Tour campaign. Caution flags out. We're going to come down Pit Road, sticker up, and we'll return. We're going to talk to Tony Stevens about his baby, Pit Road TV. You're listening to the Stickered Up Podcast. Stickered Up, official podcast of the Cars Tour. Cars Tour.
BST. Bryant Shock Technology, providing proven race-winning shock technology. The only thing that will shock are the affordable prices. BST offers sales, service, and repair of racing shocks, plus suspension-related components for a wide range of race cars. With 20-plus years of NASCAR experience and a decade as a shock specialist, contact P.J. Bryant, 704-701-5585. That's 704-701-5585. Tell him you heard about BST on Stickered Up. Stickered Up. Needing new tires and trying to fit that in your budget doesn't have to be stressful. You just need to know where to go, and that's Thrifty Tire, your locally owned source for new and used tires. Two locations, Durham and Roxborough, not just tires. Auto repair, wheels, brakes, alignment, and suspension. Online at thriftytireonline.com. The official car care service center, the official pit stop of the Stickered Up podcast. Get the picture with Pit Row TV, the official home of Cars Tour TV, where winners watch their favorite races. If you can't make it to the track, tune in and let Tony Stevens and Anna Newhouse bring you all the action for the Cars Tour. Pit Row TV. Check them out online. PitRow.tv. That's PitRow.tv. Don't change that channel. Delivery by truck. Part of the lifeblood of our nation. Solid Rock Carriers, LaGrange, North Carolina, gets the job done. Specializing in general freight and refrigerated foods. And here's an opportunity for you. You can join the Solid Rock Carriers team. If you have a CDL license and would like to find out more, call 252-521-1757. 252-521-1757 for Solid Rock Carriers. Supporting short track racers and industry professionals. And the title sponsor of the Cars Tour. Race Cars, building championship race cars, provider of championship winning late model stock chassis. RNS Services, providing chassis, body hanging, turnkey purchases, parts, and baseline setups. Contact RNS today at 336-213-0736. That's 336-213-0736 to start building your next winning race car. That's RNS Race Cars, 336-213-0736, South Boston, Virginia. This is Marcus Richmond with RNS. That's race cars. You're listening to Stick It Up Podcast with Stephen Dunn. Green flag back out. Stick It Up Podcast, the official podcast of the Solid Curry's Cars Tour. Tony Stevens in studio from Pit Road TV. And Tony, let uh, off. Is this the last restart? No, the last restart. Well, I guess it'd be the last restart. Well, I'm trying to plan my strategy right now around my tires. So I've got, uh, I've got, we're towards the end. I got to figure out what I'm doing here. We'll have a green white checkered at the end. Okay. So, so I just need to be in position. Or, okay. Just got be it. in position. All right. Cool. Yeah. Um, but as, as I mentioned, you're kind of the voice of the cars tour. You've been doing this for a long time, uh, with pit road TV and man, I'm going to tell you, um, you've really upped the game as far as the people that you've surrounded yourself with the boot, you know, in the booth. And, um, I was very fortunate enough to be able to sit in the booth with you and, and do some color commentary. It's been an upgrade since then. Let it me ha- tell you. It has <laughs> been, but Carter, Carteret County in Florence, but, um, Man, you've got Hannah Newhouse that's that's been in the booth with you. Got to jump in the booth with you guys at Orange County for qualifying. And Steve Post, you had Winston Kelly at the Throwback 276, which I thought was awesome. It was really cool to see him there. And, you know, I, I grew up listening to him on the radio on Sundays with my grandfather before NASCAR was on TV. I mean, you listen to MRN. It, man, you've really upped the game, the, the technology. I mean, what you guys have done is 
really, really good. I mean, it's just like watching a, to me. It's just like watching a cup race on, well, on Sunday. Appreciate it, and that's what we shoot for. Um, the guys at Fox and NBC obviously have a lot more budget than we do, so they can do a lot cooler things than we can do. But those set the standard for what you, as a viewer, expect to see when you watch a race. Yeah. So our goal is to meet that expectation, right? The less questions and let we've all been there, right? Like whether you're watching a football game or a basketball game or a race and you're sitting here screaming at the television going, do this or do that or why did you do this or why didn't you do that? I kind of look at it as a viewer, my job is to minimize those things yeah. and make your make your experience as enjoyable as possible and give you the best feel of the race and tell the most stories and give you all that stuff. My job is not to sit here and focus on two people. My job is to sit here and tell you everybody's story. And sometimes we can't get to everybody, right? Yeah. But we try. Um, and so overall, yeah, we, we try to make it as good as we can. And I appreciate the compliments. Somebody else told me that this week. Um, they, the, um, we were talking to some, some promoters for some other events on the speed sport TV platform we're on. And every time it comes up, Chris, he sits there, Chris or Joe, either one will sit there and Ralph Shaheen's in the same boat where they'll be like, look, this is, this is the thing. Like, this is the guy that you're going to want to have do this or do that or talk to your guy. You threw it like, and they, they continually say, you know, it's the best thing going in pavement racing right now as far as broadcast quality goes. And, and eventually I have to believe it because I'm my own worst critic, but between yeah. you and them and everybody else, everybody says it. So I appreciate the kind words. Um, but yeah, we try to make it. That's our goal. I want to be the best, period. Well, it's really cool. And, and I've had the opportunity to see behind the scenes. You've I've seen, seen part I, of behind the scenes. <laughs> I've seen a different side of Tony Stevens for sure. Um, but but to have Lenny Batiki on pit road, um, you know, and, and – you know, Jacqueline Drake's done some stuff with you guys, trying to get her foot um, in that door. But, um, but yeah, man, you guys, you've, you've really upped the game. I feel a little neglected over here on this side, not being able to jump in the booth with you uh, when you need somebody. But I tell you, man, I, I, I didn't get an opportunity to go to Langley or Dominion. And I watched both of those races on Pit Row TV. And literally, like, the graphics that you guys are doing, I mean, it – looks like you got side-by-side comparisons i mean you guys have done a tremendous amount of work to really up your game just in the last two years yeah i mean i remember it's hard to believe yeah you know a year and a half ago well let's back up two years ago obviously i wanted to improve what we were doing and we were you know things were moving along we were able to do that so we invested in some graphic software to do some different stuff and that was all fine and good and then the crud happened right so for three months, I'm sitting here going, what are we doing? Right. And I think everybody was in that same boat going, what are we doing? I'm sitting here going, all right, do I need to start streaming funerals and weddings for people? Like, what are we doing? Right. Because nobody yeah. had a clue what was happening. Yeah. Um, and then once it started, it has not stopped. Yeah. <laughs> it's been nuts. So we've had to, to do all those things since then, but we continually try to improve it because everybody, just like chassis builders earlier, right? Yeah we're going to set whatever mark our mark is and somebody's going to want to beat it and mm-hmm. somebody will beat it. Right. Unless we continually up our game. Um, and that's, that's the fun part about it, right? Trying to see yeah. the new cool stuff you can do. But um, the idea is, you know, you enjoy it, you like it. And that's half the deal. And I appreciate it. again, kind words. Cause we, we work on the side by side stuff and the graphics and all these other things. We've worked on adding cameras this year. I think, I think we did the Jennerstown race and orange County. I think we had a total of, nine total different camera angles that we were able to use throughout the day, which is, I mean, there are college broadcasts on ESPN that don't have that many cameras. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, when you think about it, and I mean, we started from 
a camera and a tripod in the back of my Ford Focus, you know, seven years ago. It's like, wow, what, what happened now? Um, so, you know, we've been able to grow that and we want to grow it more. Like we've got big plans coming for stuff we want to implement and stuff we want to try yeah. and stuff that we want to improve the experience again for the viewer. Um, I was going talking to somebody yesterday about Rockingham and okay, I, some of the stuff I need for Rockingham that I'm not going to need any other time of the year. What do we do? How do we get it? Okay. So we've got some stuff in the works that, you know, we may end up doing, and it's not earth shattering stuff, but at this level, it's stuff that it's a pretty, pretty big deal to be able to implement yeah. some of the things we've got planned. And one thing I wanted to ask is too, Mav TV has actually done a couple of broadcasts in the last few years. Uh, remember uh, South Boston race, a throwback race. Um, they basically used your footage and then basically had, I think Ralph Shaheen come in studio yep. and basically put that together. What does it take to put that production together when you, when you do it, with you doing everything play-by-play play and everything video, and then you come back in and you kind of fine-tune and dress it up for math TV, how does that work? It's not as hard as you think. Um, essentially, we have a means by which to record all those different cameras, right? Because we have to have replays and stuff like that, so that's sure. where it comes from, right? So we're able to record all those different things, and then we just package it together in a hard drive and say, here you go. Now, those shows were done through the Speedsport Present show that they have on MAV because with Speedsport, we're, we're part of the Speedsport TV platform. Yeah. Um, and a lot of tracks are on the same platform we are. You know, Hickory is, Florence is, Caraway is. I mean, IMCA is on there. In fact, I'd fly out after Motor Mile for the IMCA Super Nationals because we're doing stuff there. Um, but there's, there's, I don't know how many hundred tracks. They've probably got, you know, 50 to 100 tracks on there now and sanctioning bodies that right. they're all in the same deal. So all that's through Speedsport. Um, so we have Ralph available and like we put Orange County on MAV earlier this year. Mm -hmm. um, Ralph and I are in the booth and then the Hickory show is going to be on MAV as well in the Speedsport Presents show. So you have that to look forward to. Um, but as far as that goes, the hardest part for me is actually going back to the race and doing the voiceover. Not because I have a problem talking, obviously. Right. But you have to put your mindset back Into to the where you were. Yeah. Right. So like when we did Orange County, I think we voiced that in like June, maybe July. I don't even remember. Actually, it was. Yeah, I think it was June because it aired right before the Jennerstown Super Race. Yeah. So we voiced that in like the middle of June. Right. And we'd already run three or four more races since then. Right. So I've got to go back and, and start talking about whoever, you know, Josh Berry. Well, he he had already won the race at Martinsville by that point, I think. Or maybe I don't remember. I, my dates are all out of whack. But whatever it was, it's like, wait, but when this race happened, that hadn't happened yet. Yeah. So you've got to make you sure. stamp it. Right. Yeah. So you've got to remember what you knew and what you didn't know when. And that to me is the hardest part. So you're not talking about something that didn't happen by the time that race, quote unquote, really happened. Yeah. Awesome, man. Well, look, I have thoroughly enjoyed you coming in the studio. Um, we always tell people if they can't get to the racetrack to to jump on Pit Row TV and catch you guys. Who's in the booth with you this week? Do you have anybody in the booth? Do, do I really want to bring him in there? Oh, maybe. I mean, I'm, I, I told you I'm available. Well, I'll tell you. I'll tell you what. I did get a phone call this week. So we joke, and we we joke, you know, in in positivity about it. But yeah. people come to us and then go to their dream job because yeah. they realize that we're just apparently that bad. But <laughs> not really. But um, we had our one producer a couple of years ago, Cisco. He was working for us for a couple of years. Off season, boom, he goes to get, he's like the number two guy on the content team at iRacing. His dream job. Yeah. Lives in Boston now. He's great. Did a great job for us too. I, I miss him because he yeah. was able to do so much cool stuff, but right to his dream job. Had another kid, lived around Charlotte, whatever. Got a job with Monster Jam. Pretty much his dream job, what they were wanting him to do. I was like, great. Yeah. Um, Hannah called me the other day. She's like, 
I've got to skip out on a couple races for you. I was like, why? And I can't say it because I don't think she's announced it yet. I talked to her today, so I know what I know. You know I what know, it is. I do, and it's and it's badass. It's really cool. And and she's like, I'm gonna have to skip. I was like, what? You get some national opportunity on something, blah blah blah. And she explained it to me. It's like, see exactly. I see what it is. You're just leaving us go. But we're kind of proud of that. That we can absolutely, you know. And it's not just the talent that does that because Cisco is a producer and the other guy was a camera guy. They're able to go do these other things. And I, I mean, I think it says a lot about who we've got around us and everything else. And it's sure. really cool to see those folks progress through and then go to their dream job. Sure, we miss them. I mean, yeah. trust me, you lose a key part of your deal, you're going to miss them. Yeah. But um, we try to train people. to That's what they want to do. That's that's where they want to go. Great. And I think it says a lot that we've been able to do that with folks that they go jump on their dream jobs once they leave yeah. us. Fantastic. It's great. Yeah, I actually talked to Hannah yesterday and I asked, him, like, so am I going to see you at Motor Mile? It's like, uh, I'm going to be in Daytona for the, uh, for, you know, MRN. She's yep. got that deal going, but she did share with me today. So very excited. And, um, maybe we can get her on the podcast here in a couple of weeks to announce that, or once it's announced, have talked it's, to her. It's, uh, well, you better hurry up because the first date is, she was supposed to be at Tri-County and she's not going to be at Tri-County because of it. Okay. So you're, you're running out of dates pretty quickly. Well, we, we have, <laughs> we have a podcast before then, but, uh, but Tony, thank you so much for, for coming on and, um, look forward to seeing you again at, um, at Motor Mile this weekend. And um, thanks for all you do for the Cars Tour. It, it, it's really fun to, to watch the broadcast when I'm not able to be at the racetrack. And, and you know me, I'm, I'm usually there every weekend, but there's a couple of weeks the year. The family vacation always takes precedent, but um, I got the opportunity to, uh, to watch you from the, from the beach at Dominion <laughs> um, when Sylvester won and um, – and I think my favorite part of the Langley broadcast is in Victory Lane. You said, "I'm sure Stephen Dunn is jumping up and down with GSX Raps in Victory Lane," and that was that was really cool. And I appreciate the uh, the shout out. But thank you for so much for being on the Stickered Up podcast. And um, man, maybe we get you on at the end of the year to kind of recap how 2021 wraps up. Absolutely, you got to catch me first. I don't have another off weekend planned until December. Well, we got a cool, we, 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 we do have a cool calling app that we can, we may be able to nab you for 15 yeah. minutes and get you in for well, a Well, the good news is most of those are weekend shows. So we can probably swing over here. In yeah. A, what is today? Tuesday? Maybe we can swing Tuesday. over here on a Tuesday and do whatever, yeah. most likely. But yeah, appreciate you having me. Um, it's always fun to listen to and I'll pop it in the phone. And go, you know, maybe I'll pop in the last episode on the way home today and the last couple and we'll just listen to those again. Absolutely. It's great. It's, it's, it's good stuff to listen to. And I think you've done a great job with having different things that are that are relevant like the other week you had the deal about um all right forget who was here but i think it was marcus and justin you were talking about some of the different issues facing teams with yeah development deals and, and this different stuff like that and i think it's good to have those discussions yeah just like we talk about tires today and everybody's gonna do whatever these are things that are important i think to keep perspective on i think they did a good job of keeping perspective on it i think we've done the same thing here and it's it's just good to stay in touch with what's happening with the sport as far as at the guts we we can talk about what's on the racetrack all we want and that's going to be whatever it is but those other things i think are very interesting and for the diehard fan or the competitive those are cool to to keep tabs on and just kind of know what's going on and it helps everybody understand what's going on more our spotter edition was a hit so i heard (laughs) have you listened to it parts of it okay well listen to the rest of it on the way back to how, how many more of those beeps are in that one though than there were in this one i can only count one in this one i don't even know three three beeps okay so you're a third of the way there in this one yeah i'm third of the way there i thought about it but you didn't have the guy you said was going to be here i was like well that that that's going to i'm gonna have that guy here and well he's not but whatever 
Well, that guy that he that Tony's referring to is Josh Berry, and we had asked Josh to come on, and we were going to talk to him a little bit about his new deal too, and the fact that he was our most most recent winner, throwback two seventy six. But um, well, he's going to be at Motor Mile. You can corner him there. Maybe we can get a little. Yeah, maybe we can do that. So, but anyway, Tony, thank you so much. Good luck on your broadcast this weekend at Motor Mile, and uh, we'll be tuning in. Well, thanks, and uh, yeah, everybody tune in. Look forward to it. I was just at Motor Mile, like you said earlier today, getting some things sorted out. So. We should have fun. Look forward to it. Look forward to the rest of the year. I mean, this is what we do now, and we love doing it. We love seeing everybody's reactions. We like to keep it personal, like you said. So we love hearing the feedback. Tweet at us. Send us a DM on Facebook, whatever. Can't take everything and do it, but we, we love getting that feedback and taking people's suggestions and kind of get an idea of what to do. Um, and FYI, I never check them during a race. So don't message me during a race going, oh, it's this or that, because I'll see it about 48 hours later and go, Oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah. Final caution flag out. Stickered Up Podcast. We'll be back after we sticker up. Close out this edition of the Stickered Up Podcast. Stickered Up, official podcast of the Cars Tour. Race Cars, building championship race cars, provider of championship winning late model stock chassis. RNS Services, providing chassis, body hanging, turnkey purchases, parts, and baseline setups. Contact RNS today at 336-213-0736. That's 336-213-0736 to start building your next winning race car. That's RNS Race Cars, 336-213-0736, South Boston, Virginia. Needing new tires and trying to fit that in your budget doesn't have to be stressful. You just need to know where to go, and that's Thrifty Tire, your locally owned source for new and used tires. Two locations, Durham and Roxborough, and not just tires. Auto repair, wheels, brakes, alignment, and suspension. Online at thriftytireonline.com. The official car care service center, the official pit stop of the Stickered Up podcast. Get the picture with Pit Row TV, the official home of Cars Tour TV, where winners watch their favorite races. If you can't make it to the track, tune in and let Tony Stevens and Anna Newhouse bring you all the action for the Cars Tour. Pit Row TV. Check them out online. PitRow.tv. That's PitRow.tv. Don't change that channel. BST, Bryant Shock Technology, providing proven race-winning shock technology. The only thing that will shock are the affordable prices. BST offers sales, service, and repair of racing shocks, plus suspension-related components for a wide range of race cars. With 20-plus years of NASCAR experience and a decade as a shock specialist, contact PJ Bryant, 704-701-5585. That's 704-701-5585. Tell him you heard about BST on Stickered Up. Stickered Up. Delivery by truck, part of the lifeblood of our nation. Solid Rock Carriers, LaGrange, North Carolina, gets the job done. Specializing in general freight and refrigerated foods. And here's an opportunity for you. You can join the Solid Rock Carriers team. If you have a CDL license and would like to find out more, call 252-521-1757. 252-521-1757 for Solid Rock Carriers. Supporting short track racers and industry professionals. And the title sponsor of the Cars Tour. The Rock is back! Saturday, November 6th at Historic Rockingham Speedway as LeafCars.com presents Race the Rock 125 featuring the Cars Tour. Get your advance tickets now at RaceTheRock.com. That's RaceTheRock.com. 
White Flag Out, Stickered Up Podcast, the official podcast of the Solid Rock Carriers Cars Tour. The mountains of Southwest Virginia this weekend, Motor Mile Speedway, the Long Run Transportation 225, 125 laps for the late model stock cars, 100 laps for the super late models. Again, green flag flies on Saturday night at 7.30, the late model stock car will be first followed by the super late models if you guys are in the area we encourage you to join the cars tour at motor mile uh general admission tickets are going to be 25 dollars. children 12 and under free pit passes 45 advanced tickets for cars tour racing or cars racing tour.com 18 bucks gets you in the gate coolers camping no fan fest this weekend uh, if you can't be at Motor Mile this weekend, we encourage you to reach out and uh, online watch the broadcast Pit Road TV with Tony Stevens and his elite team. I uh, want to thank all the people that make the Stickered Up podcast a success, make me sound really good. Uh, producers Dave Perkins, Morgan Patrick, and of course our sponsors Kirk Ipock with Solid Rock Carriers, Justin Johnson, Thrifty Tire. Tony Stevens in studio at Pit Road TV, PJ Bryant with BST Shocks, and Marcus Richmond with RNS Race Cars. Again, Cars Tour at Motor Mile, Saturday night, 7.30 Green Flag. We hope to see you there. That'll wrap up this edition of the Stickered Up Podcast. Be sure to share this podcast. New episodes of Stickered Up will be available wherever you download your podcasts. On, 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 on.